Ladies and gentlemen, please be upstanding for the Hattrick and Ramsey Undies podcast show. Thank you. Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. Here to rock the podcast world. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. It has been a wee while. We haven't been on for a while, but uh, just been things have been busy. It's that type of time of year. It's a little bit seasonal, and we are now coming into a busy season with a lot of work and general stuff going on. A lot of people taking holidays, and also, especially for me, a lot of people looking for cleaning done usually, uh, which is a good thing. But yeah, we also got the, the hat trick on the line. We're doing this instead of through Blab. We're using Skype, Richie's Skype recorder. And we have the hat trick. Hat trick is also on the other side of this call. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really well. I'm in. I'm in a funny mood tonight. Yeah, ready to laugh away and hopefully have the audience <laughs> laughing. We, we welcome. Uh, we welcome to our listeners across around the world. We, we'd be sorry we haven't been on on the air for a while, but we are. We are back and uh, we are ready to, well, let's just say, uh, see what happens. Uh, that's Captain Chaos, and that's maybe the name of the game. Um, but keep, let's just see what's going on. But anyway, we in, we have just, I don't know, what can we update in the general, not not general news stuff, but what's been updating in our lives recently, what's been happening, what's been happening in your life recently over the last few months, Hadrick? <laughs> well, I was, I've been training to do a charity job. Um, and I was waiting for it was uh, with my local church here, um, and we were all building up to get uh, funding. And unfortunately, the funding never came. We were declined at the last minute, so um, it's been a bit of a, a, a bit of a disappointment. Um, but on to on to good things and new things because um, it means that the charity job is now pretty much uh, uh, finished. Um, but I've got plenty of other things to be getting on with. Um, but yeah, it just makes me. It's been a good experience, in all fairness, just to see how hard it is to try and raise funding, um, and to make sure that everything is properly organised when you set out to do a kind of outreach in your local community. Best to have enough money first. That's yeah, what I've learned. Well, I suppose it's one good thing is because you you had to travel down to Bradford for a lot of training, didn't you? I did. I did oh, indeed. You must have uh, your life expectancy in Bradford was probably uh, probably knocked off at least twenty years of your life, but now you're uh, not having to go down anymore. Uh, I got special travel insurance. <laughs> you know, that's always good. I, that was yes. I, was, I I couldn't really say it was the highlight of the year, but uh, you know, it was more like, like trying to stay low was more kind of the idea when you're in the in the brand hotel. Um, but you go to the fancy dress shop and bought yourself a, a, a few burger set. Yes. Is that what you got in disguise, were you? <laughs> so. I don't really have joke shops in Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> Blow them up. Whoops, sorry, but they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, superb. Okay, right. (laughs) Go. I'm in. I'm in fire mood tonight. So, uh, section nine. So apart from from, uh, blowing up joke jobs in Bradford, uh, (laughs) uh, so apart from. Yeah, they've been in the news quite a bit recently with some of the things that they've said. Um, uh, I think it's very funny that Jeremy Corbyn said there's not a problem with anti-Semitism in the Labour Party, and then he has an inquiry to say that there is. And that, so, you know, it's a, it really is like, yes, Minister. Also, um, 
So as you were saying, so apart from being down in Bradford for training, what else has been happening, obviously, since that the charity job has fallen through? Um, yeah, so what else has been happening recently? You, you get, I sold the car, which is great. Car. Was it, what, yeah, did, did, a, a very nice um, Toyota car. Which did, very, did, did, they have to, did they have to buy the wheels? They came with them. Why? They came with them. Did it? Um, it was the latest hype model, so it's quite impressive. And, and yeah, that sign's been horsing up, actually, so I'm, I'm quite excited about that. I get my website, is, um, I've been adding stuff to that, so very soon it's going to be launched. Um, and it looks good, actually. I'm, I'm quite excited we'll about that. Link it with the, our podcast website, which we really yeah, need to get yeah. our finger out our backside, don't we? Tell you, it's amazing now. The deals that you can save, the amount of money you can save is incredible. Superb. That's always good. But, um, so uh, that's what's been happening with yourself, which is good. So uh, what else? For me, well, it's been, thankfully, the last few weeks, business has picked up a little bit, which is a bonus. And uh, which has been... Never me. Sorry? You were saying a little business, I thought you were going to have to come and move in with me. Uh, yes, well, this is well. It's probably a good thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't think sleeping on your that bed of yours is going to do any wonders for me. You have a bed, certainly, but I was thinking more of the shed outside may have been more appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I could afford the chiropractor, to be honest with you, but uh, yeah, or the physio. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think I can afford Obamacare. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. Nobody can. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so no, I've just been a little bit busy uh, with this uh, a bit of cleaning work, which is good, and also with the progress of the project called Awake Africa Scotland, which yeah. has been uh, gathering a few, uh, pace, a little bit of pace, which is good, uh, linking up with some people called um, Carlos uh, Romero, and also Carlos Jekyll. Sorry, sorry, what Carlos Carlos Romero. Rest. Oh, sorry, that's it. Carlos Romero. Oh, okay. uh, and uh, a guy called, uh, a woman called Vida Craddock, who is, uh, does fashion, who obviously rubs noses with a lot of uh, famous people in the fashion industry, uh, in, in especially in America. She's from California. So she's great to have her on board as well. Also, we have Felifea and Becky Nen, uh, who are in South Africa. Uh, looking to potentially get Edinburgh College on board as well, and we're going to inquire to Ed, uh, Edinburgh College of Art. So things are moving forward on that project. Also building up this Let's Speak Cancer Together project as well, which we have the option of, uh, you can buy t-shirts and hoodies, etc., but there's more information on the Facebook page. If you can also, We can give you more information later on. But uh, yeah, apart from that, things have been pretty steady and taking over the last few weeks for me. But uh, I thought it'd be time to get a doobie podcast instead of using the usual blab, which can be okay, can be temperamental. I'm going to use Skype, so this can be a nice wee, uh, be a bit bit easier, a bit more private, and uh, there's less chance of us. Uh, yes, <laughs> let's just say. Make some people who would be listening live. Yes, it's a bit. Yeah. Don't, want, don't want to offend anybody. Not to be well, it's just we tend to offend anybody. Anyway, offend people anyway, which is just normal. Um, which is we tend to be do that quite naturally, don't we? Uh, or just, just maybe just me? Yeah, maybe. What would you really call them? Because you know we have like the national the nationalists are you know that that send all the kind of junk mail to people and and hassle are called the Scott Nats or the Cyber Nats, aren't they? Yes. But what would you call the ones that we had that came? Remember there were some. Yeah. Inter- they wanted us to trolls, yeah. They wanted us to. I don't know if there's a term other than that, because um, they wanted us to keep reading. There was one that I remember it kept coming back. One to 
read the Quran all the time. So it was, uh, we, were, we were getting all sorts of interesting uh, people um, writing yeah. comments trying to come into our conversation. We were, yes. Well, we were getting many, a lot of interesting people. Um, also, so, uh, yes, that was the end, but thankfully we're not using that now, so we, it's all for, for, it's free, it's good. Anyway, let's say, uh, today is election day, and uh, today is the day, it's 2016, the 5th of May. Scottish election day, we, this is where we vote for, hopefully vote for a new government. When I say hope, I we kind of get rid of the... the, the this SNP Nazis, and uh, we get rid of them, and hopefully get rid of Jimmy, be Jimmy Cranky as first minister, and have somebody a lot better. Which, well, uh, can't be bad anyway. Uh, we can only wish. Well, you can only wish that we can only wish that women drivers were better as well. But well, we can't have everything. But uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell us, Hugh, tell us about the you're on election mode. Yeah, I went to a hustings two weeks ago uh, that we had locally, and uh, it was actually very good. They had um, eight candidates there, um, and the one thing in common is that they're all pretty much communists. No, sorry, they were all the <laughs> moderates. Moderates, color, they don't think so. And uh, we had the Rise group, who this chap was kept telling all these tragic stories of how he lived from paycheck to paycheck, um, and then then said at the end he didn't actually have a job. So I don't know how he was kind of living off anything, really. Um, um, so that was quite funny. Uh, we then had Labour, um, the local Labour candidate, who was pretty much unforgettable, actually pretty much forgettable, I don't even know his name. Then we had uh, the Liberal Democrat, who was also pretty much forgettable, who um, didn't really come up with anything that, you would, that was going to be termed as anything fantastic. Uh, we had the SNP candidate. Uh, he was kind of, you know, going on about the same kind of stuff that the SNP want more independence and uh, and they obviously want a second referendum if we leave the EU. Um, and then we had uh, another independent that was there. We had another socialist that was there, um, and uh, and they were horrendous. The socialist woman just didn't have a clue about any kind of economics. Um, and then of course they had the the conservative John Lamont, and he was actually the only person talking any kind of sense in the building. And he was booed. So um, that's kind of the, sums up what it was like. Um, but but I think actually he does stand a very good chance, certainly here in the borders in Berwickshire, um, of hopefully um, uh, retaining his seat. He's been there for nine years and he seems to be quite a strong candidate. And as of today, when I was uh, casting my vote, um, they were saying it was record turnout in Duns and in wow. this so this could be a newsworthy um, uh, piece, actually, that the borders could be very strong. We uh, narrowly missed beating the SNP in the elections last year by just something like 320 on votes. Okay. So that close, and there was something like 20,000 votes in the whole thing, uh, 20,000 votes each um, in the end. So there was hardly anything in it. They had to do a recount, I think. So um, it could be very close. So, yeah, maybe one of the more interesting topics. I mean, Scottish politics is in a world of its own. Even all the kind of commentators just say how kind of it's like nothing else in the rest of Britain. They seem to think that we can all kind of live off somebody else's money. Um, you know, and that, you know, if nobody works, somehow we're all stuck. We'll all be able to pay for each other. Um, I mean, it's it's incredible, you know. But they don't. They kind of forget they get a big check from Westminster that kind of pays for all our welfare up here. In fact, I jokingly said to a lady who was uh, visiting um, our family there on uh, on Sunday, um, who was in the financial services in London, and I said, "Of course, Scotland is the the most successful financial services system in the world." And she said, "Really?" And she said, "What's it called?" And I said, "Welfare. <laughs> Nobody works. They get all the money." So, you know, she looked at me with not, she was not that amused because she realised she was paying for it all. 
Um, but uh, so yeah, so kind of Scottish politics, everything's socialism. If you're not paying for it, if it's not public sector and state kind of intervening in everything, um, then it's not really Scottish politics. Um, and even the Tories are kind of are a bit limp-wristed, but they're kind of they kind of feel they're probably the best of the rest, kind of like thing. Um, but yeah, but the nationalists, I think, are going to probably have quite a big victory tonight. I think it's fairly kind of assumed that that's a safe bet. Yeah. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see to see what happens. I think they might lose more. I think they might lose more seats than they actually think. I think they'll get have a big victory, but not as big as you think. Yeah, or if they do lose some, it will probably be to uh, the Greens, maybe the Greens, and and possibly maybe. Well, they might lose some to the Tories. Possibly, there's a chance they might do it, uh, and there's there's possibilities that UKIP might also take up a few in the Highlands. Maybe that's where they've pulled the best, and where David Coburn stands a chance of of maybe winning a seat up there. So yeah, you never know. There could be a few upsets. We think that we that Scotland is um, is almost becoming a one a one state a, a one party state basically that we could end up being fully SNP not before long. That we almost we might as well be called, called North Korea at some point and change our name to North Korea and partner with Kim Jong Un because it's that corrupt. <laughs> Well, I think the big problem we have is that after the independence referendum, you know, it was OK, it was 55-45, but that 45% who want independence, they're all going to vote the SNP. So, yeah. I mean, that's a massive majority in terms of that because all the no-voters are not all voting for one party. It's all spread across the others. I mean, all the other kind of union parties like the Lib Dems and the Tories. Um, so, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a vote that's, that's much more spread and obviously there's others as well. Um, that, that are kind of more pro-union or even like the Greens and things like that. It's slightly spread over that. So, um, yeah, it's kind of... I, I don't think we'll ever get to that stage, but we're always we're always kind of on, a, on our back foot. Um, and the SNP will still kind of keep announcing all their drivel and, and people will believe it, you know. So it, it's kind of... Until we get a reality check, that actually things cost money and they actually have to be paid for. And, you know, you need to have a country that produces things, then, then we're not really going to go any further forward. Did you watch any of the leaders' debates? I thought they were so boring. I, I literally saw about two minutes of it and I almost fell asleep. Yeah, well, I suppose the one thing that annoys me is Nicholas Sturgeon almost seems to think that, um, ever, that she always puts everybody in the category of we, as in we, Scotland, that not everybody is in that category of we. seems to think, yeah, we want this, we don't want that, we do we do want this, and blah, 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 and it's not, well, unfortunately, it's wrong. We don't want all that. I don't want to stay in the EU. She obviously does. I'm not part of the we. You're not part. You don't want to be in the EU. You're not. Part, you know what I mean. So it's all kind of she puts in everything, everything in contents that we want this, we want that, and basically, I think she deliberately, she says she doesn't disrespect the fifty-five percent who voted no for independence, but I think in the basis that she is actually in some way or form actually disrespecting the people who did vote no and saying we had a perfectly good democratic vote and it was no, we decided not to leave United Kingdom. So just be better together, and I think she just doesn't seem to let up. She's see, in one one paper she's saying this, one paper she's saying that, and I think the the way I think that she can't decide what she she's coming or going. Uh, she's what there's well, there's so many people though in that party who are desperate to have another independence referendum. Yeah. They have no idea of any kind of economics because now everybody, even the, the even the people who are kind of campaigning for it, were saying that you can't ignore a fifteen billion pound. You know, shortfall. So it's it's not just oil shortfall. There's other shortfalls because you can't trust. They were so far out on oil, they can't be trusted on anything else. You, you know, they can't get away and saying, "Oh, but you know, we made a mistake with oil." But all the other all the other figures were right. Um, they're not right. We know that there was a big issue with tax take, and the fact is, even taking oil out of the picture, 
Scotland does not pay itself in taxes. It simply doesn't. And the way that they, you know, they try and turn the figures around to use this percentage rate that they pay more back than they than they ever take out. But you, all you need to do is do the figures. How many people in Scotland do not take some form of, of welfare or benefits in order to, to live off? And many of them, unfortunately, we're in a state where many people in Scotland rely on state welfare for everything. And if it's not everything, it's a good proportion of their income. So once you start taking all that into account, we are in a pretty poor state. I mean, it was something like, did they say it was 17,000 people? We've got 17,000 people in Scotland who are actually earning above the £150,000 mark. And that's the reason why they didn't put the rate up to 50%. Because even the SNP realised it was going to cost them up to £30 million a year plus just to administrate it because they weren't going to raise any money from it. So, you know, the, the facts are there, but they're just not going to look at them. So it's going to take some snap effect to actually make them think, you know, this doesn't work. We're going to have to realise you've got to be tax competitive. You've got to have a country that produces and you can't just tell everyone they can have as much welfare as they want and everything's going to be fine. Exactly. And also, I think the good thing about it is uh, at least it will be interesting to see. I think, it, well, I think it will be interesting to come tomorrow morning. Uh, well, obviously, the results will start kicking in about midnight, uh, if yeah. not before, which I'll try and stay up a little bit to see what I can see it should be nice and uh, take it from there it should be good to see what comes in and uh, hopefully we start getting a few uh, blue or uh, I don't really want red with Labour but at least anything blue anything non-yellow would be quite nice yeah I want Neil to be able to say to was it Kezia Dugdale let's face it it's over (laughs) 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 oh I'm looking forward to that tonight that should be a good one also you're going to discuss the the interesting fact of uh, the leaders of what they're uh, oh it was so funny I I have to actually quote a David Coburn quote it's actually quite an old one uh, but it was when we found out it was two years ago um, when it was the um, uh, when it was the European elections of course UKIP won and they got their first uh, MEP in Scotland uh, and it was only when he found out he was talking to I think there was there was the Tory chap who stood and he had said oh he's gay and then there was another one there was, there was Patrick Harvey I think I don't know if he was standing but there was I, there was, I think there was another one another person who was also gay who was standing in his election and as David always does with his great he just doesn't really care about anything uh, in <laughs> normal terms that well, we would kind of probably adhere to um, and he just says well that, so face it we're all a bunch of poofters and this is what he, <laughs> this is what he came out with but we know there was a, 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 a piece put in the Guardian the other day of this woman who's come back to Scotland um, and she says how wonderful it is because um, now all the basically the majority of Scottish political leaders are all openly gay and um, you've got Kezia Dugdale you've got Ruth Davidson uh, you've also got uh, David Coburn um, you've got the oh, David Mundell, Mundell the, the Tory chap the, the one, one Tory MS um, uh, you've also got now the Green, the green... Uh, Patrick Harvey who's the back um, so it's really pretty much about as progressive as you can get. So all, um, all you need is uh, Willie Rennie to get a second. Yeah, no, become... not because you kind of think normally would be would be a Lib Dem, yeah. but, but, you know, <laughs> but, but not. So you know, because you kind of wonder their policies. But yeah, <coughs> it's kind of yeah. Oh, I'm in good mood tonight. Um, so it's so, it's coming really. So um, maybe, maybe uh, the next thing is that Willie Rennie will just have to get sex change. Nicola Sturgeon will be bisexual, and we can all have a Roman orgy, and they're all cooking with gas. Great. And there we go. Already doing that already. But um, it's, uh, you know, but well, <laughs> what they do is wait. They'll have all that kind of stuff when they start taking in the, the Syrian refugees into the home yeah. of the surgeon, as she always said she was going to do. Um, and then, yeah. that boy, oh boy, that's when they'll be in trouble. Um, exactly. but, uh, but no, it's, it's just, you know, Scotland is in this kind of its own little progressive 
um, uh, Parliament, and uh, you know people wonder. You know we've got things like the name person scheme. We've got you know all this stuff about transgenders now. They want to have all this. You're going to be in neutral, neutral pal um, passports. So you won't be a male or a female on your passport. You'll choose your gender on a passport. This is really, really good. And of course, in America, um, the Target stores, um, the Target kind of supermarkets, recently did a thing where they they had a, a, a gender neutral bathroom, um, or it was for they, they took the they took the male and female signs off their bathrooms. So all it was was all the perverts went into the female um, uh, bathrooms and started videoing the women, and they've already arrested people and had all sorts of stuff, and they're in serious trouble now because obviously women and children are terrified to go into the into the bathroom in any of these supermarkets for the fear that there could be somebody in there who only needs to say, "Oh, I'm I'm a transgender," uh, and he's he's legally allowed to be in there. So you know, and they're doing it. They want to do it in the state schools and all the rest of it. So yeah, beware of what will come because the 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 SNP have said they're going to introduce all this kind of stuff across here. So yeah, it's going to be gender neutral bathrooms probably for the high schools and whatever else um, if they get their way. That is a bit crazy. I think it's a bit. There's, I think they need to draw. I mean, if, draw a line at some point because just uh, is it? I mean, I mean it's, you might as well. The best the best way to say if I think the easiest way to conquer that is say, well. If you're not, if you if you are gender disabled, there's a use a disabled toilet, and that's it. What happens if you had to if you were in a let's say you do that in a in a public loo in Edinburgh, and you're there, you know, with your daughter, Jenny Winter, and some pervert comes in and says, "Oh, I'm transgender," or you know, say a mother and his daughter goes Aye. in the female bath female bathroom, and then this clearly someone who is just trying it on says, "Oh, I'm a transgender. I'm allowed to be in here," and starts looking in at what you're doing. You know, I'm sorry, I'm going to do the Clint Eastwood and say. Are you feeling lucky, punk? <laughs> but being this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and will blow your head clean off, you've got to ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Blast his head off. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. I just get to the point where... <laughs> Any more crap? <laughs> they try to do that. They are going to get what's coming to them. Uh, or in other words, just be polite and just give them a swift kick in the nuts if they've still got them. <laughs> uh, no, I'm thinking more kind of nine millimeter kind of line stuff. <laughs> you know. It's my you know. forty-four. <laughs> yeah, exactly, especially <laughs> imported. <laughs> you have a license for that, aren't you? Well, man never came through, you know. <laughs> you know, but I've been eager to have got an itchy trigger finger. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. You, you instead of blowing their, I suppose if you want to do it, blow their head off, you could just give them a quick surgery. You say, do you want a quick surgery? I'm going to I'll take your nuts clean off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just think this is just getting to a point where, yeah. you know, it's going to be crazy and these idiots in charge are, are, are bringing it forward, so, you know. Well, yeah, you kind of, I suppose it's all about being uh, diversity these days. I suppose it's, you, can, you can be, you got to be diversity. <laughs> diversity. you got to be diverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's crazy. How diverse can you be? Honestly. Yeah, go to Bradford. Oh, that to the extent, you know? Say, I guess. Go to Bradford and you'll see what diversity does. Yeah, when it's yeah. extreme, you know? Yeah, you can... Uh, Blow up yeah. the joke shops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get lots of hits tonight. I can see it now. <laughs> 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 
You were supposed to put up the one with the Christian being mocked. Not my... Oh, dear. (laughs) 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 It's quite a place. Mind you, it's always cheap to get a hotel there. I can see why now. But it's... (laughs) Wonder why. You know... You know... You gotta go to hotel dot com hotels in Bradford. We <laughs> <laughs> rate these about one star if you're lucky. <laughs> you know, yeah, it doesn't actually have a star rating. It has a chainsaw rating. It's like four and a half out of five. You know, it was like, you know, it was like, you know, yeah. it ranks up there with Russia in terms of how dangerous it is. You know, we're kind of like going into places where it's like. You know, you know, for all these people who like extreme sports and things, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's going to be interesting in the title. Uh, holiday destination to Bradford. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> highly recommended. Not. The title is blowing the transgenders away. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was actually in the news. I don't to, well, not to, it was actually, well, she's, I can't believe it. Caitlyn Jenner wants to do do some nude photo shoot event, right? Oh, okay. good God, good grace. That's going to be interesting. Oh, wow. That's going to really put people off their breakfast or their cereal or whatever they're eating uh, or their dinner. <laughs> thought of that being spread upon whatever it is she's doing it. Good grief. Seriously, I need a help. I mean, that, can be, that can't be normal. I mean, that's taking advantage. Who's clearly... Who's I mean, clearly... Well, got, he, he, she what, is now. He's, she's in her 60s. So she's... If she goes, if she stays in the bath any longer than five minutes, she turns into a worse prune than she is already. So she's kind of knackered there. Uh, comes out looking a bit wrinkly. She takes her, she has to go and get more injections just to get rid of the wrinkles. The botox, but she's got a good shares in the botox clinic. Um, but anyway, so uh, let's talk about talking about. Uh, <laughs> it might actually put people off looking at play and Playboy and all the rest of it because they'll take one look at that and think never again. You know. <laughs> that, anyway. she, Sure, for the first time, shares in Playboy have gone down. That might be a good thing, mind, but that's the thing. But, uh, but no, it's a... Well, leading on to one of the... Talking about, well, obviously, welfare, welfare state, which is probably... Yeah, yes, you've got a very good piece. You have a, it's, well, in the Daily Express, they were talking at... Uh, they revealed a shocking map shows the towns guzzling the most benefits cash in Britain. Now, notice they said Britain, which it is Britain... So we have a top ten list. Now, just to read the general story of it, I'm just going to read the story before we go to the top ten list here. It says, excuse me, the national benefits hotspots have been revealed in jaw-dropping statistics. Jaw-drop, I mean, you've got to drop your jaw. Not your, not your drawers, but your jaw. Uh, statistics which show... Well, I'm not going to... And show, at number 10. We show, how, show how some areas of the country pocket six times as much in handouts as other parts of the country. Capital of the, the group has been named... Well, the, the, I won't say the part, I'm going to go to the top of the list in a second. The, well, can you not the do top, top five? I will do. Well, there's, there's ten. There's the, before I say the name, there are actually the, the, top, the top earners of benefits is, is one... Hundred hundred and forty nine point eight million last year in benefits. Wow. Now okay. With a population of around the population of an eighty thousand, it means that an average 
every adult residence there gets an annual government top-up of almost £1,900. Now, at the, op- at the opposite end of the scale, in England, North East Hampshire is handed just, well, that's the bottom, North Maria, £27.1 million in benefits and an average of just over 350 per head. Now, yeah. just to carry on saying in the, the 10 English constituencies that pulled in the most benefits cash, six are in, well, I'll tell you, six are in, well, there's a part in Merseyside, two are in Manchester, with one each in Birmingham and Leeds. All of them are safe Labour seats. That doesn't surprise me. It's Labour. All shock figures were co- <laughs> compiled to include job seekers' allowance, employment and support allowance, incapacity benefit, a carer's allowance, disability living allowance and attendance allowance. But they do not include pensions, child benefit or housing benefit, which would push the total much higher. So, let's, be top t- let's go for the top ten list. Carrying down number in the charts of the benefits. Scam. Right, so number, coming in at number ten, we have Leeds Central. Leeds Central, they are. So they're number ten. We... Uh, uh, so all those high flats, all these new modern flats that you see when you go around the train through Leeds, yeah. are on welfare. There we go. We have uh, let's look. we have Leeds Central number ten coming in at number nine. We have Birkenhead. There we go. Birkenhead. Yeah, Birkenhead in number eight. We have West Derby in Liverpool. In seven we have Hodge Hill, Birmingham. In six we have Riverside, Liverpool. Manchester Central number five coming in number four. We have Bootle, Merseyside. Number three, Blackney and Broughton. And number two, Walton, Liverpool. And the top of the benefits, Hotspots, is Nowsley in Merseyside. It's all basically Liverpool. Pretty much, yes. So they're all, well, so... But then, leading up to that, now, there's... They're, they're, in, they're saying, this is last year, but the cast of, maybe they have the series on TV, Benefit Street. Oh, yeah. And why would... Yeah, no offence, but... I mean, living on benefits, living on benefits, but to see people living on benefits, and the the, do you think they would not be how embarrassing is it? Is it they showing almost like showing their lives of living on benefits and not actually bothering their backside to try and get a job, mm-hmm. and even trying anything to do to go and get work and not actually be on benefits, or obviously just happy to be on benefits for the rest of their life, and because they can't be bothered getting off of their backside. Uh, it's crazy. It's embarrassing. It's almost like well, say just Jeremy Kyle every day, really. That's probably, yeah, but anyway, never mind. That's the, so that's the top ten uh, welfare, the guzzling places that live. It's obviously Scotland's not too bad, but maybe Glasgow. I, I, I'm surprised Glasgow wasn't in on there. I know. And, and, yeah, Bra- and Bradford. They must have done it. Maybe they're not recording it because it's Scotland. Yeah, be, could be. Could be. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so one thing I was going well, that's the main benefits anyway, so it's a bit of a crazy, shocking fact that how much. Um, how much benefits is spent uh, in the last year? It's crazy how much money is actually going out there to people who are not working. <clears throat> there was one on Channel 5 recently that was all kind of stuck on benefits um, and it's sort of benefits street or something. Or it wasn't that was the Channel 4 one, um, but it was one so as a current one on, on Channel 5 and it had two chaps who were <clears throat> living together and, and they were smoking away and they, they were complaining they didn't have any money and they, they were un, un, both unemployed. Um, and But they had the biggest TV <laughs> yet. <laughs> You know, I mean, one thing like a 70-inch TV or something in, in there. Well, they could barely see it from the cigarette smoke. Um, but it, it, was, it was something. 
And uh, mm. and it does make you wonder. It really does make you wonder. You know, yeah, they're being really honest. Yes. Hey, we can't afford to eat. We can't do this, but we're going to rattle our television and we can afford our smokies. Yes, we can afford to buy cigarettes and do this and that. That's good. So, yeah. <laughs> mm, yes, we're really skinned. Honest, not. Mm, great, fantastic. So, um, apart from yeah, one thing. So, what else is on? Anything else is inter- caught your eye recently?
enjoying the show? Tell us about it. Send us your feedback, suggestions, or thoughts to hattrickandramsey at gmail.com. Oh, what's been cut to mind? Well, of course, we've got the EU referendum, which has been yes, quite... that'll be the next, like, next uh, referendum to come up on Brexit. Oh, for Brexit? Oh, I can't wait. I really can't wait. Because it, it looks like, I, I honestly reckon that we've got a chance of winning it in terms of for the Brexit side. I, it's, it's neck and neck in a lot of polls, which is a good sign at the start, because it does mean it's close. Um, but I think the advantages we have is that the, the Leave campaigners are more likely to vote. And I think on, on the voting day, I think a lot of the Romanians, as they call them, um, won't be wanting to, they won't want to, they'll just stay in their beds. <laughs> That's a challenge anyway, but um, <clears throat> they might not, they'll just, they might not vote. So it, it could be pretty close. And I, I would not write off the chance that they could actually win Brexit. And if they do that, I mean, Cameron's out. He said he's going to stay, but there's no way, he's got no credibility. Um, because, I mean, even in ministers' uh, questions on Wednesday, and somebody asked him a question about how we were looking after refugees, and they they, they cited this EU deal that had been done with Turkey. And then the, the prime minister said he didn't actually like the EU deal, and he thought it was rubbish. <clears throat> and yet he's ready to sign us up to everything, and thinks the EU is you know he comes out with this rubbish that we're safer in the EU in terms of security. If you stay in the EU, you're going to have Turkey joining up. They're already being visa-free access. There's 75 million Turks are going to come into Europe and all they need to do is stay there for a year or two. Then they'll get their proper passports and then they can come to the UK. So, I mean, we're not safer in the EU at all. It's absolute rubbish. And, uh, and then they had the spectacular backlash and backfire from Obama. He said, oh, yes, we must stay in the EU because otherwise Britain will find itself at the back of the queue um, in terms of any kind of trade deal. And so we already trade with them anyway and it's not an actual yeah. trade place. Time we did get our country back, and it's time it's Britain yeah. has been a strong force from a long time before we had exactly. the EU, and it's uh, the British Empire was uh, a strong all over the place. So, yeah, because the SNP will say, Oh, but you know, that was like Scotland trying to gain independence from the rest of the UK, you know, because Britain together has proper industry, you know, mainly in England, around about you know, they've got you know, industries that actually produce and sell and makes money and they know how to trade. We've got a history of it. Scotland doesn't have that on its own. You know, it can't it can't survive on its own, not in its current state. It would need dramatic cuts and a completely different way of running. But we hear you know, Britain by itself, you know, still trading with Europe, of course, but it trades with the rest of the world and now our exports out with the EU have have, have enlarged substantially, even in the last few years. So it's, you know, it, this idea that we can't do it ourselves is ridiculous. Yes, completely. Completely ridiculous. Economy, you know. Uh, so, yeah, so it's time to, it is time for Brexit. Uh, well, yeah. On a lighter note, uh, we'll, uh, well, in fact, before we go into this lighter note, well, actually, anything news on America recently? American? Yes, Donald Trump is pretty much now the, the, the nominee for the, the Republican uh, uh, nomination, really, for, for, to, to stand for the Republican Party. Um, there will be a, 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 what they call a special um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, a special meeting. You know, it's like they have their conference uh, in the time, and that's when they decide fully. Um, if, they, if, if he was a bit further back from winning the, the, the delegates that he needs, um, then there was a chance that they might choose somebody else. But if they did that, it would be disaster for the, the Republican Party because Donald Trump has such support that people just wouldn't vote for anyone else, you know, if they were Republicans. Um, so it's pretty much, I think, they have to let Trump take the nomination because he's pretty much there. There's still another two or three major 
um, delegates to be counted in the next few months um, that he's going to do before June or the next few weeks, in fact. Um, and if he if he wins those, which I think he's ahead in anyway, um, then that'll be him pretty much certain to cross the line um, and to get the nomination. And it looks like Hillary is going to get it for the Democrats. Right. So it, it's um, it's interesting. But, you know, now even some of the more kind of liberal media in America are saying, hang on a minute, this is not over. Look, look at the way that Trump has, you know, totally obliterated all the ideas of what people had you know, for him getting as far as he has um, and winning. People thought, oh, he'll never win. He'll never get anywhere near it. People threw him out and so on. And then they said, you know, during the time as he was winning all these elections and, and different debates of different states, um, they said, oh, he'll be, he'll be quashed again. You know, he'll never stand a chance against Hillary. Well, now it's all changed. Even in the last couple of days, there were senior Democrat advisers that went on to, it wasn't even Fox News, it was other channels, um, they were basically saying that actually this this guy we just don't know how to take Trump and it's going to get nasty because he's going to if if you know the, um, Hillary's calling him a, a sexist and a racist and all this stuff and he has word on Hillary Clinton and the whole Clinton affair you know with Monica Lewinsky it's all going to come out so if all that comes about then Trump's going to use well you can't call him a, him a sexist because look what happened with, with Monica Lewinsky and Clinton yeah. and all that affair. And, you know, she's got a past <clears> with scams <throat> and all sorts of stuff. Um, so they're now saying this is going to be close. And in many ways, um, he can, he's already reaching uh, voters that would never normally have voted for Republicans. They, uh, it's quite funny. I listened to an MBNC uh, interview and they were desperate trying to get um, listeners to phone in to say if they were, if they were going to vote for Clinton. Right, and this was when I was in America, right? And they couldn't get one. They honestly couldn't get one. I wasn't this for an hour, and every person that phoned in was a Democrat, right? It was a Democrat normally registered as a Democrat, but they said, "No, we're not voting for Clinton. We are voting for Trump." And the woman on the show said, "Well, we're actually trying to find people who are going to vote for Clinton," and they couldn't get one. And I mean, it's because it's it's the white voter in America who is you know dumping Clinton and is basically saying, "No, actually." You know, Trump knows what he's doing about bringing business back and bringing jobs back. And so that's what they want, it, kind of like Reagan in the past. So um, I, I, it's going to be something. I, I think he's got a real chance. And oh, I, there will be a phenomenal party. First of all, hopefully a Brexit party in June, 23rd of June. Or as we great. Say, fun. And that's going to go at least a week. Flags of Brexit. Just to, and clarify, then, just to clarify, everybody, this is now after 10 o'clock that uh, the polling stations around the country of the UK and Scotland have now closed. So the counting will begin. Will begin? <laughs> is it going out live? I don't know. It will, well, I don't know. I'm missing that, but it'll be interesting to see how the counting goes. So I'm sure you'll hear the results when you wake up in the morning or whatever you are listening to, whenever you're listening to this, uh, wherever the results have been, uh, etc. So uh, yes. going forward. So Imagine Brexit in June and Trump in November. Oh, boy, oh, boy. That's going to drive the Liberals crazy. Gonna they're going to be so fed up. And yeah. it's going to... Oh, music to my ears. Tell, if, us, if... Uh, tell us recently, as you noticed yourself, obviously uh, there's been a bit of infighting civil war in uh, the UKIP camp in Scotland. Uh, what's your view on that? I mean, it seems it's, uh, maybe they've just started civil war similar to the Captain America civil wars come out. Maybe it's their loan way of... Uh, well, if that happens, I'll take over. There'll be nothing left and I'll come in and take back, take over. Okay, that. So <laughs> but... what, what's, your, what's your view of the recent uh, squabbles that's been happening? Yeah, it's... I mean, I've, I've actually spoken to a few people in UKIP. Um, some of the people... There was a, there was a letter that was written. Um, I think it was around about 10 uh, former um, uh, candidates uh, wrote. And they were all quite, quite you, know, you know, kind of pretty senior in the party as well. 
um, who basically said they didn't think that David Coburn and the leadership um, of UKIP Scotland were really up to much. Um, and until they were replaced, they didn't think Scotland, you know, UKIP and Scotland had a great future. And I think this will it will it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, that, well tonight really, um, and as they get the results coming through as to whether that is you know is borne out. Um, if they don't do well, you know, if they don't pick up any seats, there will there will be questions to answer, and you know that's what they'll have to to look at. But if they pick up something, if David Coburn wins his seat up in the Highlands, then then you know it will be harder to remove him. You know they they won't maybe have 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 an issue to do with that. But it's certainly, I mean, I know from obviously being a UKIP member. Um, I remember just three or four years ago, every year we had our conference, it was getting busier and busier, um, and there was a much more kind of family and friendly feel to it. Well, I, I would have to say that in the last couple of years, there hasn't been that same, you know, kind of build up of conferences. We need more Scottish conferences to kind of, um, you know, bring in new people too. And I think they've, they've, they've burned a lot of bridges with people, which is a pity because we've, we've had some really good folk who have now left. They, they kind of said, well, there were people who weren't happy because they didn't get on the proper candidates list. Um, for representing Scotland, but um, UKIP hasn't even been able to cover the entire um, map of Scotland yet, you know, in this election, which is a bit of a pity, because they do have good candidates, and I think it was, I mean, even I was kind of amazed that, that people I know who have got good experience, who've actually done well in other elections and by-elections, they maybe didn't win, but they, they'd done, they'd beaten Lib Dems and others, um, and they weren't appointed, they weren't put to the top of the list, and we've got people who are kind of not really known um, a lot of very young candidates, and you know it's good that they're trying, good to bring some young candidates in. But I think you need experience as well. So I was a bit surprised at that. Um, I decided to quite early on I wasn't going to be taking part or or, or you know um, standing for any any area. Um, but uh, but I haven't ruled out in the future that I would try again. Um, but I think uh, you know Scotland's in its own wee world of politics, and I think there there is room for a centre right policy a, a party. But it's going to be. It's. I think you know. We'll know when it comes. You know, right. <clears throat> it does need a lot of building, um, and and hopefully, kind of peace talks. You could almost say to kind of bring it back together again. I think. Okay. Well, just on a quick lighter note, we're going to just cover the a little bit of wildlife story. I think is recently in the news. You've seen a lot of people um, with a lot of prize trophy prize trophies, basically, as in people who are going out killing. Uh, African wildlife just to have them sit like these big uh, dentists etc who are simply uh, going out and just shoot, killing uh, wildlife in Africa when it's uh, for the sake of just posing with them and having them on their um, hunters having them on their head on a wall in their office for example which is I think not realising that uh, a lot of animals these days are basically becoming extinct because of that and we're in a state of struggling to keep a lot of animals and uh, what we have left uh, in the wild going because of hunters are simply hunting them for their, their skins or hunting for, if it's rhinos, their horns, etc. And it's a, there's an article in the Daily Express saying, how long will it still be able, how long will we be able to spot a leopard uh, out and about these days saying that, con simple story is that conservatives are warning that the, con sorry, conservationists, not conservatives, but the elegant big cat has vanished from a, a vast sweep of its uh, former hunting uh, hunting range uh, of 13.5 million square mile of the planet's surface. So basically they're saying there's the, the numbers are in decline to say the least and it's how long will it be until we have any of these kind of leopards uh, roaming around the country like, like many other animals and so I think it's maybe time to um 
somehow crack down on, on animal cruelty, to crack down on hunters, crack down on so we can actually ha- let these animals somehow breed back up again, and at least have them in uh, in the world, and stop <coughs> being simple, all about money grabbing, spoilt little rich idiots who really have just think it's oh it's great to use a sport when I'd happily. And me personally, I would happily have them run around. I'll happily let them run, and have a cup and chase them in a horse or chase them in a cart with a nice crossbow, bow and arrow, and uh, say, "Well, I hope you, you better start running because I'm about to stick an arrow up here. <laughs> I'm going to take aim and sh- shoot you with an arrow and, and and see how you like it." Um. So if you want to, you can that might. You'll see if you see if you. I'll stick you as a trophy on my wall. Uh, and you can feel it, feel like that. So I think, uh, yeah, you need... my 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 initial thing is to be a bit wary of some of the reporting of this because I know. Uh, I know obviously the hunting does happen in certain parts, like in South Africa and different places in Kenya. You know, I would be more concerned that these are countries we're all kind of not South Africa so much, but um, countries where we're actually giving foreign aid to, and this is kind of you know this is what goes on, yeah. what spending their money on, and it might be people in high places that are doing it as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean they said this about the polar bears, right? They said all oh, the polar bears are, dec- you know, the, the numbers are decreasing. And then of course when the facts came out, it was completely the opposite. Then how many last thirty years that the polar bears in- have actually increased in number? So you have to be a little bit wary as to what they're doing. Of course, when there are proper re- records and and in like lions and and different types of animals and so on uh, that are clearly, um, you know, going down and there are hardly any left. I know that for certain lines in Africa, there's was it less than three, four thousand of them even. It was it was very small. So clearly you want these need to be protected. Um, but I would just be wary of, of certain reports coming out, especially from, so I'm afraid, some of these environmental groups, because I just don't trust any of them. You know, I'd, I'd just be very, very careful about what they're saying, because it's usually spewed for political gain. Um, and the facts you find out, you know, I mean, this, I mean, the polar bears, we're all told the polar bears were about extinct and they couldn't have been further from the truth. So, you know, they just lie. You know, it is probably these environmentalists and these lie. So, you know, I would just be wary of some of it. Um, but when there is real and clear evidence that, that these numbers are, are very, very low, then of course they need to be protected. Um, but then it's also down to these countries' laws. You have to, you know, you can't, you know, are we, are we right then to go into a country and say you need to you know, sort this out? Or you need to change your law. I mean, it's you know, what what are you going to do? Is it our right to do that? To go into another country and tell them how to live their lives? I, I don't always think so, you know. But um, just a quick uh, update before we close. There was just three hours ago. Um, they were saying in Barnet, uh, turn voters were urged to return. Voters turned away from polling stations in Barnet. Have been urged to return before the close of ten o'clock. Barnet Council have apologised to anyone who was unable to unable to vote because their name was missing from a poll list. It confirmed that all 125 polling stations had been affected, but said staff had now had the accurate re- uh, registers, uh, obviously registry, which is good. So uh, that's quite a good thing. So that's just a live update on uh, what's going on. Obviously, it's a, big test, a big test for Jeremy Corbyn as well. Corbyn's big test. There's something that Mr. Lefty, um, and he can't, he obviously, he's finally, finally actually started to wear a suit. Have you noticed that? He's just got nothing. And he's a joke for the Labour Party. Uh, and it'll keep him. He's going to just. He's made Prime Minister's questions amazingly dull. At least it had some interest before when he was a fight, you know. But now it's just boring. And, you know, because he wants to make it progressive and all this kind of make sure nobody's offended. 
and and is you know Johnny from such and such the the tragic school dropout who's never who's never achieved anything in his life and he wants more welfare is not going to get even by mentioning all the names in the my pronunciation questions isn't going to make it any more exciting you know and uh, you know so it's gonna is you know I, I, they all, I mean he said as well they're not going to lose any seats well it's a big big thing to you know, across the country I think they'll be struggling to keep that one. Um, you know, even on a good night, they'd be struggling, and I don't think Labour's got. I, I don't know. I, I think. I think uh, there's a lot of Labour supporters who just think, "No, we're going to vote for somebody else." So sure. it's going um, to be interesting. So I think we're going to. What we're uh, on that note, what we're going to do is wrap up. There's a couple of quick mentions uh, on again. One to uh, Zaki Ringold who does um, natural soap. That we're having a wee chat with her. Uh, so hopefully. We'll get a bit more information on our next podcast about that. So if you're looking for, if you one of these people who like to buy natural soaps uh, for your bathroom, and uh, of different looking quite nice, uh, decorative, um, with natural oils in them. So if you're that kind of person, we'll have a bit more information on that in, in our next podcast. And anything else that comes up. So as I say, till next time we'll find out. Uh, next time we're on, we will have a bit more. Inf- we'll have the outcome of these Scottish elections and the uh, general voting up and down the country. We'll uh, find out if there's any if there's any joke shops left in Bradford, and uh, we'll also find out if there's. And we'll obviously get an update from Hugh and if he's. Uh, <laughs> and you have your new sponsor, which is the Israeli Defence Force. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's possible, is it? Yeah, uh, no problem. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so by then, by our next show, you'll probably. The African person, right? We should be all right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, that's just for our protection, you know. Yes. Um, <laughs> aye. <laughs> like a loan. Nine, you know. We need to call loan sharks are us to cover the cost. And <laughs> again, make sure we give false names because I ain't paying it back. <laughs> uh, we'll claim for foreign aid. <laughs> in fact, we probably could actually. You know, you know. There's enough of it. Yeah, we're going to build a skate park, you know, it's like, yeah. and channel the money into our own funds, you know. Yes, exactly. So here's your money. Here's our security. Yeah. Our security. By a Learjet, you know. At, uh... yeah. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, listen, thank, to our listeners who, I'm sorry we haven't been obviously on for a wee while, but it's good to be back and good to have a bit of... There'll be many more over the coming weeks. Yes, well, we'll be doing more. And uh, we're just hoping our sound is sound. We're using a Skype recorder for for our first time. Hopefully, it sounds good. And, if you hear uh, it, it's worked. If you're not hearing it, it hasn't. Yes, uh, we're kind of knackered, but I think it will have it will work. So it'll be great. But uh, I want to say thank you again to our listeners, and uh, we'll keep we'll get more coming out soon over the course of the the weeks and months. And uh, as the weather hopefully improves a bit better, and uh, which is great. As I say, they keep saying there's a heat wave down in Britain, but it's more dangerous. Yeah. Not to come to Scotland yet. Yes, yeah, so, uh, coming soon. And, That's because of the SNP. They're changing the weather, making it colder. That's right. The climate change, in fact, before we go to climate change, we go to Costa del Arbroath in Costa del Edinburgh. We can go to the Algarve and Duns. It's all great. Means <laughs> 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 you want the chance of Spittle and Berwick, eh? That's the yeah, one. Costa del Spittle. It's Costa del Spittle. <laughs> so we just want to, go to have climate change in Scotland. Make it a bit warmer. Means you'll probably more chance of you know, when you buy a pair of budgie smugglers, you yeah. get to wear them. I'm sure I saw a polar bear walking past the room, you know, walking past the window. You know, yes, I, 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 you know. 
I've just seen a couple of penguins escape from the <laughs> zoo. <laughs> anyway, on that note, they were in my jacuzzi. Exactly. Or I'm loading the gun. You know, it was like, you know, it was like. Anyway, on that note, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you. It's good to have the the, the troublesome twosome on on the on the podcast again, and uh, good to get some catching up done. Uh, until next time, thank you for being. Thank you, Hugh, for being great. You're say goodbye. Very welcome. Say goodbye to your say to your fans, your listeners. Goodbye to everyone. Nice yes. to see you. Speak to you, and we'll speak to you soon. Yes. Over and out. There's obviously I have to I have to look at the recruitment agency for different co-hosts. <laughs> Tell you can't get you, can't get the staff these days. Uh, <laughs> Plenty of Blumenstarians coming soon. This is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, in fact, it'd be good to hear. Hopefully, we'll be an opportunity to hear from our other, po- other, uh, or the third wheel in in the the, the, the trilogy, which is uh, John right. Sutherland. Hopefully, we'll catch up with him again. We'll maybe get a few podcasts out of him when he's not so busy, uh. and uh, be good to hear from him and what his updates are at some point. But anyway, take care. Good night, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. <laughs>